Holy shit, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Welcome to the Inner Dialogue Podcast. It's me, ABSD. And for the first time in my house, I am sitting at my desk behind my painted sun wall. Well, I guess I'm in front of it. My wall's behind me. Oh, y'all, life is so cool. I just love this life. I love this life. I love this life. I love this life. Oh, welcome to the Inner Dialogue Podcast. This is episode 25. I am so grateful for this community. I'm so grateful for this space. I'm so grateful for me and being ABSD and living this life and the action that I am taking and the seeds that I am planting and the community that I am building. I am grateful. God Angels Universe, thank you. Y'all, I started paying attention to angel numbers and I love when my spirits talk to me. I love that my spirits talk to me. They do often. And for me, sometimes I don't even know. I I need to research about angel numbers and learn more about it. But I like to when I'm learning something new in my own journey that just feels natural. Like I learn about something and then I just take my own approach at it because it's my own journey with it. And I want to learn what it feels like to me before I get a whole bunch of other knowledge And the way the angel numbers are working in my life is just so fun. And I love it. (laughs) I'm so grateful. I'm also high, if you couldn't tell by the first two minutes of this. I was sitting downstairs and I was feeling inspired. And my fucking awesome husband was cleaning the kitchen as he does every night because dishes are how... He shows up in our household for like cleaning. And also, I don't like doing dishes and he loves me in that. I like doing dishes in other people's houses, but I really don't like doing them in my own house. Most of my friends know this about me. I'll just come into their house and start cleaning their kitchen. There's something about a clean kitchen that feels safe. When you know, you know. And I love a good clean kitchen. Ooh. Today I was given the terminology of HSP. I got asked that. Do you identify as an HSP? And I said, what's an HSP? And HSP stands for highly sensitive person. And yes, I do identify as that. Is that the label I've been looking for? Quite possibly. That could be the label that I was looking for. I met a new friend. She's wonderful. And we met at an art walk this past weekend. And it was so cool. I was a little delirious and a little high because I had just driven all night from back from Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Y'all. I just got back from Minnesota. (laughs) If you follow along with the podcast, you know that because you were listening to episode 24. Let's talk about sex. We're actually talking about sex in that one. Uh, I love this podcast. It's so fun. 
it's so fun. And I'm just grateful for all the ways that I've already grown in it and the ways that I will continue to grow in it. It's so fun. It is so fun. Thank you for being here in this space with me. I'm so grateful for you. Okay, so before I started, I wrote down some of my vastly fast thoughts because they're firing. (laughs) Y'all, have you seen my tattoos lately? They're so cute. And winter is coming and I won't be able to show them off as much, but I luckily have some hand beauties. And so, you know, (laughs) I love my tattoos. I love them so much. Did I tell y'all that I am building a sleeve? Oh, stay tuned. I'm really excited. My next appointment is in the, at the end of November. And so we are going to be building my sleeve. Starting it. It's already kind of started, but now we're going to build. <laughs> okay, back to my notes. So I wrote down a few quick notes. This is what it says. Environment community, new friends, new couch. I love this life. On a very beautiful picture of a bunch of flowers and squirrelies and hearts and triangles and dots and squirrelies and rainbows and all sorts of fun colors. It helps my brain when I'm doing something while someone is talking to me. That happened in a phone call I had today. I love it. Okay, back to my notes. My squirrel brain is on right now. (laughs) I love my squirrel brain. I love it. It just, there's something, there's something special about my squirrel brain. Okay. First, I had environment on here. As we were sitting there, remember Nick was cleaning the kitchen, backtrack with me a bit, and La 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 la. Ah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah! I'm so fucking cool. I just love this life. Focus. Environment. So we were talking about that since we have lived in this house, we have used less than three bags of trash. The only thing that goes in our trash can essentially is dog shit. And we now use compostable dog bags that I compost in my Lomi composter. But what I do is I tie a knot around the shit and then I cut off the rest and I compost the rest and I, I throw away the shit piece into the trash can. And our dog is a five and a half pound long haired chihuahua. So she very much does, her poops are not very big. So a lot of the bag gets composted. It's so satisfying seeing something that is essentially plastic or what I was using a month ago was plastic and that I have now created into it into something that is a step away from dirt. That is so awesome and so achievable by all people. Does it take a little bit more time and energy? Yes. But when you start to incorporate it into your life, it just becomes natural and easy. And I would not recommend starting with composting. I would recommend starting smaller. That is what I did. And that is what I meant when I wanted to talk about environment. Because when I was living in Aurora, our Aurora apartment did not have recycling. And when you are living in that environment and you have actually nowhere to put your recycling, 
Recycling is a lot of things. If you actually break down the things that come home with you from the grocery store or from the gas station or Target or anywhere you go, I don't, (laughs) like really everywhere, anything that comes in a container is more than likely recyclable. And if you aren't recycling, all of that goes in a trash bag and then just gets taken off to the dump. That's the way that we were living for the last year. In St. Pete, we recycled and that was pretty much all we did. And that felt awesome. And then when we stopped recycling, I'm like, this feels bad. This feels bad. It mind boggles me that there was not recycling. One of the things that I was excited about moving to Colorado for was being more granola and just doing more things for our earth and to be more friendly to the earth. And that was something I was excited about moving to Colorado. And then I didn't get that right when I moved here. And in this moment, I'm realizing that was something I was excited about. I forgot about that. Focus back to environment. So because I couldn't recycle, Well, I could have. And here's what it would have looked like. We tried for a while and it became such a big pile in our, in my office, because my office was the kitchen and the living room and the laundry room and the front walkway. That was my office before. And I'm grateful to have a desk and a space to sit and work, but I was never productive in that space because I didn't have space that was quiet ever because you could hear everything that was happening inside the apartment, but also everything happening in your neighbor's apartments and outside of the building. And when you live on a road that is six lanes, you have so much traffic, so many people, so many noises. It's a lot. It's all the time. And back to recycling. (laughs) Um, Wow. I'm just so grateful that I do not live in that apartment anymore. I have a friend right now who is in a shitty apartment and it is the most impossible thing to be in a shitty apartment and to be so close to moving out of your shitty apartment and you see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you still have all these shitty things happening and you're like, okay, fuck. I know I can get there. I know I can get there. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Damn. Living in an, when your house is not a safe place for you, that sucks. I empathize with anybody who is living in a place right now in their life where their house is not a safe place for them. That sucks. And when you become an adult and when you have, I really, my mind wants to say disposable income and that feels fucking icky. That feels fucking icky because that's not how I live my life. That is not how I live my life. Because I do not live my life in the fear of money. I do not. I've had to learn how to live my life outside of the fear of money. Because life is not meant to be lived inside of the confines of money. That's not life. Capitalism, the way that we make people's lives about how much money they can earn, is utter bullshit. Utter bullshit. Are you kidding me? It's gross. It's so gross. It is so gross. The value of your life is how much money you can make, how much money you have, because your money is your resource. It is your 
I'm it's your key to the fucking unlock the gate to just a life of your needs. That's such utter bullshit. Do y'all hear that? Do you hear it? How fucking stupid that sounds. And that's the way that our society runs. Do you hear it? There is no reason that there should be human beings that don't have their needs met. We as a society have built something that think about a billion years ago, how far we have come, even 250 years, how far we have come. We are a fucking dot in space, in time. This is our opportunity to live, to live. The next time that our energy comes back, we might be a fucking fly. We might be a duck. We might be a dog. We might be another human. Who knows? We might be plants. We could be any energy. This is your chance to live. This is your chance to live. And money is such a barrier to live, to do the things that feel good to you. What are the things that you have wanted and that your heart has desired? Do that. Do that. Start finding ways to do more of that. And if you don't know what that is, start doing things that you enjoyed when you were five, when you were nine, when you were 12. Think back, what did you enjoy doing? Was that riding a scooter, climbing a tree, doing handstands or cartwheels, playing with Play-Doh, painting rocks, drawing, sketching? playing board games. What did you enjoy doing? And if you don't know an answer to that, well, then you have so many places to start. Go to your nearest store, whether that is a Goodwill, a Target, or a Burlington Coat Factory, and go look at the game aisle. Go try on a piece of clothing that you've never tried on before. Go out and do something different today that you've never done before and see if you like it. And if you're scared, ask yourself, am I scared? And if the answer is yes, ask yourself, why am I scared? And sit with it. Fear has been the most debilitating aspect in my life that I have been navigating through. I feel free because fear is my friend. And we can't communicate with our friends if it's not a two-way streak. We have to communicate. We have to talk one way so they can talk the other. Just like that, we have to talk to our friend fear. Fear is my friend. And I have been practicing this for one day. Well, really like three days. I went to Minnesota and one of the biggest things that I came back with, I came back with a lot from that trip and I have not even begun to process it yet. And so I don't think that's where I'm going tonight, but whew, I need a sip of water. One of the biggest things that I will come back from Minnesota with 
is how crippling my fear has been in my life. And I've done already so much processing around that piece since I have come back. And really since the first day I got there, because it was something we talked about all week, all week long, because it has been crippling to me and I have been hiding behind it. And I have begun to start reframing my fears and also ask them questions, understand why they're there. Fear is meant to guide us, right? Fear is meant to guide us. It is meant to, it is the key to finding our deepest desires because oftentimes the things that we fear the most are the things that we most want. And I'm still learning how to be BFFs with my fear. And I feel like I'll come up with a good friend name for fear. Oh, that's fun. I'll have to think about that. So in our apartment in Aurora, we did not recycle. So I found other ways to... La, 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 la. Why am I having such a hard time talking about the f- things I'm doing for the environment? It's really fucking cool. Okay, it started off small. And I think the problem I'm having is I can't think of what I did first. And I want to like give ideas of, oh, I do know what I did first. Thank you, brain. I switched from paper towels and I bought reusable paper towels. Something else I bought was the, it's kind of, what were, what, what are those called? What are those called? They are, I don't know if I have a name for it, but it's essentially like a, it's not a rag. It's like a big wet sponge, but it's, it's like a square. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Y'all, this got out of hand. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I replaced paper towels and one of, and I added something to my kitchen that helped me clean things up without using paper towels. That was so much waste just like that that we eliminated. Then we went to reusable Q-tips. And before you dock it, I encourage you to try it. They are like 12 or 15 dollars, which yes, is more than a box of Q-tips. But If you are buying Q-tips continuously for many times, it's going to outweigh itself and you're saving the environment. So try it before you you say no. And they have a funny consistency that I really like. Like mine's textured and um, it feels good in my ear. And I, I use it maybe once a week. And you can see the earwax that you pull out and it's so satisfying. It's so satisfying because I was using Q-tips every day, which one isn't great for your ears is what I've heard. I've never done any of my research of my own. And two is a lot of Q-tips. That was seven Q-tips plus a week. So I now don't use seven plus Q-tips in a week. And I love that. Um, Where did we go next? Reusable bags is an obvious one. And most states now, my state, doesn't really carry plastic bags in grocery stores any longer. And some do, but you have to pay 10 cents for them, which I have heard people get very angry over. 
And I think it's an awesome choice for our community. That might have been all I was doing at the apartment. But let me tell you the things we've added since we moved into our home. And that's the thing that I'm realizing with doing things that are environmental is that there is a barrier of entry, which is unfortunate because where you live has a big impact on what you can do. But you can make a conscious choice to change some things in your life. And a little bit of change from each person is a lot of change. So like my little bit of change is change in itself. And we use less waste, point blank. And what waste we do use, we recycle. And we now compost. And so all of our food waste goes and creates a compost that we throw into our garden and it mixes with our soil. Actually in Colorado, it's dirt. It's not soil is what I've been told. (laughs) And that's really fucking cool and feels really good. We switched over our dog bags from plastic dog bags to compostable dog bags. We, I just got in my new shampoo and body wash, which are bars instead of bottles. And so we're no longer using the bottles. That was something we switched over at the apartment was our laundry detergent. I now order laundry detergent from Earth Breeze. And it's a laundry detergent that does not come in a plastic bottle and it's a sheet and it dissolves in and it dissolves as soap into your clothes and it's awesome and it's a subscription if you want it to be or you can buy it once i love it highly recommend that is an easy barrier of entry again these two things do cost a few dollars more they do but to me the few dollars now is so worth the impact that I'm doing and it makes me feel good. Find what makes you feel good. That's important. The next thing we were talking about wanting to switch over is our trash bags. I I was talking about it. I was telling Nick that I want to do this um, because we don't use a lot of trash anymore because everything except for Lily's poop really gets recycled or composted. And I shop at the bulk store. That's another fun thing that I started doing. So things that I can buy at the bulk store, I buy at the bulk store, which I love. And I met the owner today. She was awesome. That was a community piece that I wanted to share was since I've been home, I've gotten into the community a little bit. And just in the last three days that I've been back home, I have met so many cool people and I met a cool human at an art walk I was at and her and I just went and got a beer tonight and it was so fun to sit together and learn about how we both ended up in the city and yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun. Cool human. And today I met the owner of the bulk store, which was super cool. And another woman in there who was a local who just was in love with my tattoo. And we, she asked for info. And so I got to text it to her and we exchanged info, which was fun. And I now 
in life introduce myself as ABSD. It is a identity identity that I'm stepping into and each day I grow more confident and comfortable in it. Being ABSD and also introducing myself as ABSD. And now it's becoming more natural. The more that I do it, the easier it gets. And especially with people who are strangers, it is way easier because they know nothing different. And if that's the name that you tell someone, that's the name that they know. And so I got to tell two people today, my name was ABSD because they asked me what my name was and it was so fun. It was so fun. The first lady said, cool name, cool tattoo. And I responded and I said, cool person. (laughs) It was an awesome moment. And then the owner of the bulk store, we were chatting and she introduced herself and um, I shared my name back and she said, initials? And I said, yes. I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. I love being ABSD. I love becoming ABSD. I love embodying ABSD. Oh, it's so fun for me. Y'all, it got really chaotic there for a minute. It got really chaotic there. (laughs) Sometimes when my brain is high, I try and I try to like force it into a box like, Alyssa, talk about environment and talk about it in this way, then I get really chaotic because maybe my brain's not, my brain wants to follow its own track. And I don't like being put into a box, motherfuckers. It's come to my attention recently that students I used to teach have found my podcast. And it's interesting. I taught for two years and I've known about one student have having found it a while back, but I just found out a student in a in the other year also found my podcast. I had to process that when the first student found it a few months back, but when the second student reached out to me, well, she was concerned that all of the fun that we had had in our year together was not real because of the Why Careers podcast episode number three. And first of all, I would have to go back and listen to that episode to remember what I said. And maybe you will after hearing this. I don't know. But I loved, I love currently still, but also then all of my students, every single one of them, even if they pissed me the fuck off, even if they were annoying as shit sometimes, I loved every one of them because they're all so cool and they're so such cool humans. And being in fifth grade, learning about yourself as, as a human is such a moment in time in your life. And in fifth grade, you don't know that, but your teachers do. And I loved all of my students. Did I like them all the time? No, because they were fifth graders and had their moments. And sometimes I would be frustrated. Sometimes I would have a bad phone call with a parent or a bad meeting with admin. And I would then have to go back into the classroom and be a teacher. And that's hard. Sometimes it's not the student's fault either. 
It's a whole slew of things. Being a teacher is hard. Teachers are fucking awesome. They're super humans and we do not give them enough credit in life and we do not give them enough credit in their profession because being a teacher is hard. It is hard. I'm, I cried every day for the first year of my school teaching. Pretty much every day. I cried a lot last my second year. A lot last my second year. Holy shit. <laughs> I showed up for myself today. I had a really awesome day. I started it off by going and walking a trail. Ten, less than 10 minutes from my house is this beautiful multi-pond trail that just sits with the mountains in the background and everything is yellow or red or orange or turning right now. And it's just so fucking stunning. And it was quiet and serene. And I found myself walking down there. There was the trail around the ponds. And then if you looked, there was a smaller trail that led down to where the, where the river was running. And I walked down and I sat next to the river and I meditated for a minute. And then I decided to just continue walking the river path and it was magical. And I found a waterfall, multiple waterfalls, and it was magical. And it was eight minutes from my house. Like, what the hell? I love this life. I love this house. I love this town. And it's right where I'm meant to be. And I've barely even begun to explore it. It's so fun. It's so fun. I'm really grateful. I am really, really grateful. I manifested this shit out of this house. And I know that it is not a coincidence that I am in Longmont. And today I was talking to the owner of the bulk store and she was telling me about how she is passionate about the bike lanes in the city and how her and her husband advocate for it. And they go to city meetings and they communicate with what the needs are of the people. And it just... It's so cool to hear that from someone who lives here and is a local and who owns a business here because that's how this town feels. It feels like the people who live here advocate for how this town is. And our main street is a state highway and a lot of cars sometimes will just be traveling through. And so advocating for the fact that it needs to stay a 25 mile an hour road, it's a main street. It is the main street and people walk and bike on it and it's important to, for their safety. And if people don't like it, they can travel to the big interstate <laughs> or to the next biggest road over. There's a lot of ways through this area. And it was cool to listen to someone have passion about that and passion about their community. And I got to ask her how I get involved in those things and where resources are. And it was very cool. It was very cool. And I feel very fortunate to be here. I think I will learn a lot about, I want to learn a lot. I will seek out learning a lot about how this city runs and why it is so successful at what it does. It's just, it's a really cool city. It's magical. And yeah, it was cool to see some of the, a greater view of the community today. Through that, I... Like, I'm also grateful for the new friend. I've already kind of talked about her, but we had an awesome time grabbing a beer and it was just easy. 
And I'm excited to see where the friendship goes. I love this life. I love this life. Another fun thing that happened today. I had a really great day. I had a really great day. Another thing that happened today was Nick went on Sunday to the furniture store and picked out a chair for his office. Not just a chair. I shouldn't call it a chair. It's a sofa. It is the greatest piece of furniture I've ever owned. It is the greatest piece of furniture I've ever owned. It came today. I didn't go with him to pick this out. He just went on his own and I didn't even know he had left. (laughs) And I got to see it for the first time today. It is magical. It is magical. It's magical. And can fit two people on it easily and we can both lay down on it. You could sleep on it easily and it's so soft and cozy and I love it and I love it and I love it and it's so fun because now he has a comfy place to sit in his office and I have a comfy place to sit in his office and maybe just sit all the time because that chair is so comfy. Oh, I love this life. I love this life. I love this life. It only gets greater. It only gets bigger. And today, so the universe has been screaming at me for the last couple of weeks. Action, 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 action. And like my angel numbers have been telling me that. Other people have been telling me that. They've been telling me action and rest, action and rest, action and rest. And I'm still figuring that out if I'm being completely honest. But I took action today. I took action today and I wrote things down and I came up with ideas and I created presentations and documents and I learned about what I need to do and how to create and how to open a nonprofit. And it was awesome. It was so awesome. It was so awesome. I took action for myself today. It felt so good. It felt so good. I have been, I reframed it last night and I also reframed it to allowed to be fun. Like I want to have fun with this because I want it to be always something that is fun. I never want what I am doing with my time to not be fun. And yes, some things will be not so fun. But if I think about this nonprofit as something that is soul sucking, it's probably going to be soul sucking. And it's something that I want to do. It's something that I get to do. It's something that I want to spend my time doing. And I had just been crippled in fear and crippled in not trusting myself and not trusting my power. And over the last month, I've really been working through all of that, all of it. One day I will be able to vocalize this journey in a way clearer way. And that will be a really cool day. That will be. And I don't know, maybe it'll come out in a book or maybe it'll just come out in a slew of whatever. (laughs) I'm not there yet and that's okay. But this journey has been transformational is the word that's coming to mind. And I live as my authentic self now. I live as me. And I can't say that I did that before. I can't say that I was that way before September of last year. And really, it wasn't until 
recently that I feel like I fully stepped into me. I didn't start doing this work until 13 months ago. Think about that though for yourself. If you've been following along on this, you've even seen how much I've grown in 25 episodes, okay? Like this is a journey. This is the journey. This is a piece of the journey that I am sharing, consciously, intentionally sharing with you so that you can understand me in real time. Holy shit, that's a gift, okay? And I am grateful to do it. I am grateful to be in this space. I am grateful to be me, every piece of me. But you get to watch this journey firsthand. It's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. And this is just the beginning. I don't know what's next. I don't know how it is going to happen. But I know, (laughs) I know it's going to happen. Oh, you're so beautiful. You are so beautiful. You are kind. You are loved. I love you. This space is just as much for me as it is for you. Thank you for creating it with me, for being the best people and humans to support me on this journey. The journey is happening. And I'm grateful that you are sharing it with me and that I get to share it with you. La, 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 la. I love you. Take up space. Be loud. Live loudly. Today is Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. It is 9.54 p.m. I love you endlessly. Bye.